You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Heatcaps coming back to you on episode 7 of the Double Switch Podcast. Even though it's been a long time, it's hard to believe we've put in 7 episodes. And I gotta be honest, the reason we haven't done more is I sometimes feel like things have to be perfect before I jump in again. And that's really a big part of it, and there's not really another reason, so... I'm taking some advice from Editor Pete and going to try to put out what I would say is a shorter version of what we have been doing. I've basically spent probably the last day or so looking into some guys and what I have for you is a version of buy or sell podcast style um, going through basically each position uh, hitting. Not going to look at pictures today. And some of the things are pretty interesting. Got a few guys I'm buying into, a few guys I'm definitely, definitely not. Uh, some pretty, pretty interesting names. So hope you follow along if you have a commute. That's not really a part of my lifestyle. I live about a mile from my job. So I tend to forget that this medium can actually be useful for people. So I definitely hope it does that for somebody out there. And, uh, Hope you enjoyed the sweet musical intro that a friend of mine came up with for me. Shout out to my friend Jeff that none of you guys know. Um, definitely digging the music thing at the beginning. Gives me a little bit more credibility. And uh, on, the, on the whole music vein, I, I discovered this uh, lady today, lady named Alice Merton. A song called No Roots. Not really sure if anybody has heard of her. It was probably my fault for not listening to the radio, honestly. Um, but I love the sound. I don't know if she actually plays the guitar, but you know you get more style points as a musician if you actually play a musical instrument. So I'll have to do a little research and see how cool she is to see if she's actually playing that guitar or if she's just singing. But love that song if you hadn't heard it. So, okay, a little bit of musical intro. Let's uh, move on position by position. The first guy I'm going to chat about is Francisco Cervelli, 32-year-old catcher for the Pirates. Why am I buying a 32-year-old whose career high is seven home runs for an entire season? He already has four in 2018, and there's a, there's a few reasons. One is hard contact. He's up to 36%, well up from his career average, which is about 297 Um Let's see, his fly ball rate this year is over 50%. And, and I pulled these numbers maybe a day ago. They're not going to include Monday night's games. I know Cervelli went one for three. Um, 
I honestly haven't dug into the box score yet. But anyway, if the numbers are slightly off, don't don't crucify me. I know we're dealing with small sample size so far. But anyway, his fly ball rate is over 50%, drastically up from his career average of a 30% fly ball rate. Um, his walk rate's been pretty stable, so nothing, no news there. He's trimmed his strikeout rate right around 15%, 15.7 actually. Career rate's about 18. Um, his swinging strike rate is up to 10%, which is still a shade better than league average right now in 2018. That average is 10.6. So in my mind, we're trading off some of the power in the fly ball. Maybe he's swinging and missing a little bit more. But if you're getting more fly balls and home runs, I can't really complain a whole lot. Um, I like that Cervelli doesn't chase. His chase rate is right around 20% this year. His career average is right around 21. Uh, MLB average this year is right at 30%. So he's a good 10% better on swinging at pitches out of the zone compared to MLB regulars. Um, one of the, the big things and the buzzword with Cervelli is launch angle. And I found, can't remember where I found the stat, but I spent a lot of time on StatCast, uh, looking up StatCast. But for 2015 to 2017, this guy's launch, launch angle by year for those three years was six and then 5.9 degrees, and then 6.3 degrees. So that's 2015, 16, 17. Um, this year, that launch angle is at 19.53. So you're talking about a guy that's been, the launch angle's been 6 degrees, below 7 degrees. This year, it is a massive adjustment to nearly a 20% or 20-degree 20 launch angle. Um, for perspective, the average in the major leagues is right around 12. So 12.42 uh, is the average launch angle in the majors right now. So he's he's blowing that out of the water. Um, Yonder Alonso was the poster boy for this fly ball revolution last year. And we'll talk about him in a few minutes. But for reference, his launch angle is 15.91 degrees currently. So... And he's been the poster boy for that that whole, if you want to call it a revolution. And Cervelli's launch angle is more drastic than Alonzo's. So uh, also with Cervelli, his uh, average exit velocity is up a few ticks. Uh, those past three years from 2015 to 17, looking at anywhere from like 87 to 86 uh, miles per hour. This year he is up to 91 and a half. So... Pretty much all around with Cervelli, you've got a guy that doesn't chase. And because he doesn't have a lot of raw power, as evidenced by his highest total is seven home runs in an entire season, in order for him to produce in a different way, he would have to have some form of a change in his approach, which is what he's done. Uh, so greater launch angle, more fly balls, doesn't chase, and he's hitting the ball a little bit harder. Already up to four home runs. And I don't know if you look at the catcher pool much, but if you do, you know that it is a terrible place to look for for statistics. So if you are carrying somebody like Evan Gaddis in a one-catcher league, I would cut him and go with Cervelli and see if he can continue to do this with a launch angle. 
So first guy I'm buying, Francisco Cervelli. Going to shatter that seven home run total. Going to hopefully double that and give us, uh, give us a good 15 home runs this year. All right, so we, we chatted about Alonzo. We can go ahead and cover him. Um, basically, he looks like he's been a little unlucky. The BABIP is down below 200. He's right at 191 when I look tonight. Um, everything else with Alonzo kind of checks out. The fly ball rate is the same as last year. Launch angle still above. Major League average. Exit velocity is over 91 on average. Um, his line drive percentage is below 12%, which is a little a little concerning. Um, maybe I'm talking out of two sides of my mouth, but I lean towards thinking that that will normalize since he's been over 20, 20% in the past couple of years. Um, he's, he's trimmed his strikeout rate a little bit from last year. Uh, you'd expect that last year when he, he's trying to hit more home runs, his strikeout rate spiked to about 22, which is still not bad for somebody that's hitting home runs. But this year he's trimmed that down to right around 18%. He's at 17.8. So, Alonzo is still making hard contact 35.5% of the time. So, you know, still hitting flat ball, still hitting the ball hard, still got the launch angle. Cleveland's a good part for a left-handed bat. Um, he's cheap. I think he's 42% owned in Yahoo right now. Or I know he's 42% owned because I just looked. Um, he's basically a corner infield bat. And uh, you can – get some low end first base production, but he's definitely being priced as a corner infielder right now. So Alonzo is pretty much free. Uh, He's somebody I've been adding in leagues where I've had some injuries and need a little bit of help with power. Um, Been blowing his horn for a couple of weeks now in our waiver wire report at uh, fake teams. So if you need some pop at the corner infield, I would definitely check out Mr. Alonzo. So that's uh, two buys in a row. I guess we need to move on to a sell. And this is unfortunate that he is injured now. Um, DJ LeMahieu, he was a sell for me before the injury. Now it just kind of solidifies it. Um, LeMahieu had this, has had this kind of home run barrage from nowhere. And uh, if I look a little deeper, uh, it has me really not buying. Ground ball rate is still over 50% with LeMahieu. His home run to fly ball percentage is inflated. He's over 18%. Uh, His career mark is 7.3. I looked into like launch angle, like maybe he was doing something different, but he's not. His launch angle is under four degrees. And then remember, the league average launch angle is over 12 degrees. So he's just hitting a lot of ground balls. um, And it, you know, I didn't see anything different with LeMahieu other than maybe some luck on some of those fly balls to think that that's where those home runs came from. So he's definitely a hard sell for me, uh, especially with the injury. Obviously, if you have the the DL spot, you stash him. If you don't really have the room or you have limited spots, he's somebody I think I would be fine dropping and adding some help. So LeMahieu's a sell for me. So we got a buy-buy and a sell. So that's catcher first and second. Shortstop is probably my favorite player in the majors right now. Um, I'm definitely old school in that I still root for teams. I'm still a Braves fan, 
but I'm young enough to have kind of entered into this new school where I also root for players. And Didi Gregorius is just fantastic. I love him so much. I drafted him everywhere. Um, and the flaming hot start is uh, maybe a tiny bit of a mixed bag. Um, he doesn't have quite the exit velocity that I thought he would. His, uh, his average right now in, eight, in 2018 is 87 and a half. Um, major league average exit velocity right now is 89. So he's a little bit below average in exit velo. Um, what he does have in his favor, though, is launch angle. Remember, the average is right around 12 degrees. And Didi is a, he's over 22 degrees. So 22.74, almost 23 degrees. Um, basically, like he's a left-handed bat in Yankee Stadium. And that's just a perfect spot for him when he's facing a right-hander, which is mostly what he's going to see because most pitchers are right-handed. Um, some of the batted ball profile is encouraging. He's, he's only hitting ground balls like 26% of the time. So his, his line drive rate is almost 24%, which is like Alex Avila-esque, which is good, by the way. I'm not hating on Avila. Um, so a healthy line drive rate. He's, uh, he's hitting fly balls almost 50% of the time, making lots of hard contact uh, 39% of the time. It's almost 40% of the time he's hitting balls 95 miles per hour or greater. Uh, he's raised his walk percentage to 16%. He's trimmed his strikeout rate by like 4%. Uh, his swinging strike rate is down to 89 uh, which is better than average, league average right now. I said it earlier, but it's 10.6. Last year, Didi was at, he was over 11. Uh, so 8.9 swinging strike rate is very good. And he's chasing way less. The last two years, Didi was swinging out of the zone 40% of the time. In 2018, that mark is way down to 30%. So he's right at average when it comes to uh, chasing out of the zone. So pretty much what I see is he's in a very good spot in a very good lineup. He's a lefty with that short right field. He's being more patient. He's not chasing. He's hitting the ball more. He's hitting it harder, um, hitting more line drives, not hitting lots of ground balls. And inside that Yankee Stadium, lots of fly balls from a lefty bat, lots of line drives. It's just a nice recipe, man. Like, I just, I love Didi Gregorius. So if you have him, I don't know what I'd have to be offered to give him up in a trade because everybody has their price. But, but man, I love that guy. So if you have him, Congratulations. Merry Christmas. Please hang on to him. If you do trade him away, treat us, tweet us at fake teams. Tell us what you got back in return. Um, all right. Let's uh, third base. Third base. Let's hit up Christian Villanueva, um, who I keep wanting, keep wanting to call him Carlos for some reason. It's weird because there was a Carlos. It might still be, honestly. I don't know if he's active anywhere. Anyway, we're talking about Christian, not Carlos. And Christian, for me, I agree with Joe. He put out a, a buy or sell piece on fake teams a couple of days ago. Um, he sold Villanueva. A lot of it has to do with, with contact. He just he doesn't make a lot. Um, his strikeout rate is north of 
His uh, his 390 BABIP is destined to come down. He's never had a mark that high, and that's pretty unsustainable. So that 320-something batting average is going to just crater with some of the swing and miss that this guy has. Um, again, average swinging strike rate in the majors is right around 10.6%. Villanueva is well above that at 16.4% swinging strike rate. Uh, Major League average, the chase rate, like I said, is about 30%. Villanueva is chasing out of the zone 39% of the time. Um, contact stuff, he's just he's below average. Like average uh, out of zone contact is 62%. He's way down at 54.7. Average contact rate is over 76%. This year, Villanueva is right around 683 contact the last year he was at like 74 but either way we're not talking large sample size but from the sample that we do have we have a guy that swings and misses a lot and doesn't make a lot of contact and he's just a he's a straight up pull hitter he pulls the ball over 60 percent of the time and for a guy that misses that much i just have to think that the wheels are going to fall off sooner rather than later so the power has been nice but it's a lot of strikeouts and I think in another week, couple weeks, I don't know how long it's going to take, but pitchers are going to figure this guy out. and Maybe they walk him a little bit more. Uh, his walk rate is, is above average. He's over 9%. So I guess people are respecting the power, but I'm just not buying Villanueva. Too much swing and miss for me. Um, just not a profile that I, that I want to take on in most, uh, most of my teams. Okay, so we're selling Villanueva. And I've got two outfield names just because outfield is so deep. Uh, the one guy I'm buying is Mitch Hanniger, who incidentally is one of Joe's uh, off-season favorites. And I feel like I keep having to give Joe shout-outs because he was, he was dead on with a few guys. Uh, Jed Lowry was another one that he banged the drum for all year. So shout-out to Joe if you're listening. You're the man. Um, Hanniger, like what I felt like I saw um, – Contact-wise, he's pretty average, if not like kind of a shade below the, the MLB average, but he's very close. I mean, he's basically an average contact hitter. Um, his exit velocity, though, is is well above average. So he, he's over 92 miles per hour. He actually ranks 27th in the MLB. He's, if you're talking about like barrels per plate appearance, it's even better. He's 17th in all of the major leagues in barrels. Um, if you're not familiar with barrels, it's it's basically um, a metric that has to do with how hard you hit a ball and then the launch angle of the ball. Um, every time you have a barrel, it doesn't mean it's going to be a home run, but it does mean that the likelihood is much greater than, than any other way that you hit a ball. So um, a barrel is a very good thing, and he, uh, he has more barrels per plate appearance than guys like Mike Moustakis, Manny Machado, um, Freddie Freeman, and Mike Trout, to name a few. So he's keeping some pretty elite company in how he's hitting the ball and how hard he's hitting the ball. So even though contact is an average skill, when he does hit the ball and the way he's hitting it, the trajectory, those things are very good. Um, hard contact, as you would expect, is, is very good. He's over 40%. Um, he's hitting lots of fly balls. He's at 49%. 
Swing and strike rate is right around average. Like I said, contact skills are pretty average. Um, his launch angle, for reference, uh, again, average for the MLB is right around 12 degrees. Hanniger's launch angle is over 18 degrees. So, you know, in summation, he hits the ball hard. Launch angle's good. Contact skills are, are solid. They're average, at least. Um, trajectory is good. Exit velocity is good. So definitely with Hanniger, somebody that I would buy um, or hold on to if I already had him. Um, I kind of was hoping for a little more contact skills, but but I'll, I'll take it when you're talking about a guy that's hitting the ball the way he is. So definitely uh, he's a hold or a buy for me, Mitch Hanniger. Last guy that I'll bring up is Kevin Pillar, who kind of continues to pop up whenever I'm looking at my, my waiver wire articles every week. Um, I think his ownership percentage is creeping up. I think he's, I can't remember what he's at, honestly. It's its higher than I think it should be. Um, Pilar's launch angle is average. He's right at 12 degrees. Um, this year he's carrying a 355 batting average on balls in play. You can maybe argue that it, like he's got a very healthy line drive rate this year. That was the only thing that made me pause um, and just throw the, throw the BABIP out the window. But overall, his strikeout rate is up about 4%. He's been right around 15% each of the last two years. This year, he's over 19% so far. He is, he is making more hard contact, but, uh, you know, and he's hit more line drive, more line drive, less fly balls. Uh, the home run to fly ball rate is inflated right around 16%. His career rate in that uh, in that category is seven point three percent. So, if he keeps hitting the line drives, maybe the Babbitt's going to be higher. His career batting average is right around two sixty six. So maybe maybe he could push for maybe he's a two eighty hitter uh, or better a little than that. But I don't think I'm buying the power, not with that launch angle, um, and that's not the only part of it. But it. You know, I'm buying more like the he's kind of a double digit home run, double digit steals guy. He's somebody you can round out the end of your outfield with. Um, I'll be paying attention to the batted balls and seeing what the line drive rate does as we get farther into the season. But right now, he's not somebody that I think I would be majorly buying into or uh, trading away a trusted outfielder, maybe, and thinking that I can bank on Pilar. That's not a move I would make. He's not somebody I'd count on that way. So there you go. I'm selling Kevin Pilar. I'm not forgetting that time that Mitch Moreland put you in a headlock, buddy. Just throwing that out there. So on that note, if anybody is curious and you are a fan or you have read anything I've ever written, you know that I'm a Mitch Moreland truther. And I would just like to point out that even though Moreland has had about 40 less at bats than Eric Hosmer, he is still ranked one spot ahead of him in the first base rankings. If you go check out Yahoo, Mitchie Two Bags is right at 31, and Hosmer is at 32. One of those players is 93% owned. One of them is 6% owned. And I get it. Okay, I know. But it the disparity is not that great. I need Mitch Moreland to get some more at-bats. So with that, I'm going to sign off. 
I hope this was uh, okay for somebody. I know I had to talk quietly because my family is sleeping. So maybe next time I can record during the day and be a little bit more peppy. But uh, we'll see how this turns out. Love to hear some feedback. Hope you guys are doing well. Tell me about those DD Gregorius traits. Peace.